to Rookie Road Cycling. If road cycling is your new hobby and you want to be better informed to get more out of it, then this is the place for you. I'm Lexi Rose and thanks for joining me. Firstly, I'm not going to get too bogged down with it, but this podcast is a week late, I know. I feel pretty awkward about it, but hope you'll understand. Uh, Just adjusting to my new life, new job, new home and just a load of life admin. Um, It's been a pretty busy and tiring time. Uh, And then it was my birthday and I was away for a few days. Anyway, apologies, but I'm here now, committed and focused and ready to talk you through group sets and gears. So starting from the top, what is a group set? Put simply, a group set is the shifters and brake levers the chain set, which is also called the crank set, the front and rear derailleur, the cassette, the chain, and the brakes, which can either be rim or disc. So different group sets, what do you get and what do you pay for in a better group set, which would obviously typically come with a better and more expensive bike? Well, we mentioned this briefly in the brands and buying episode when we talked about the Shimano group set hierarchy. We're going to stick with this and it'll be our focus as Shimano is by far the biggest name when it comes to road bike group sets. Now, we said that the hierarchy goes Claris, Sora, Tiagra, 105, Altegra and Jura Ace. So let's talk a bit about each of them and some of the differences and where your money goes. Right, Claris, the R2000 model. Note that these model names I'm giving refer to the current incarnation. So if you have an older bike, then you will have an older version of the group set with a different model name and some different features. Typically, Shimano will update their group sets every three-ish years. So Claris's eight-speed, found on entry-level bikes, pretty good and has many features of the more expensive group sets. But as we move along to talk about the others, you'll see the gradual improvements and what you're paying for. Okay, so I'm just going to mention a few examples and you will then see how this changes as we move along. So for example, let's say the cassette on the Claris, this is just a pressed steel and all the sprockets are simply riveted together say the crank arm. This is just simply hollowed out um, and of course that's to reduce the weight. Now the brakes are single pivot with one piece pad. There are a few different options available which is then true across all of the group sets. So you could have a, a double or a triple chain set, you can have different length crank arms, you can have different cage sizes for the back derailleur, Um, noting that a long cage is more versatile as it takes sprockets up to the size of 34, whereas a short cage is more limited but does give a snappier gear change and is a bit lighter. As I said, those options are available for all of the group sets. So now if we look at Sora, the R3000, um, I'm actually not going to say too much about this one because there's not a huge amount different from the Claris. Some minor refinements, but the main difference is that Sora is nine speed. So you have two or three more gears, obviously, depending on if you have a double or a triple chain set. And so extra gears is obviously a good thing. Anyway, let's move straight on to Tiagra, the 4700. This is a bit of a step up. So firstly, it's 10 speed. 
Also, they start using composite materials instead of the steel in the chain set. Um, more material is drilled out, so it's lighter. We also see a hydraulic disc brake version for the Tiagra group set. Um, the derailleurs are lighter and the rear derailleur is actually stiffer as well. So quite a few improvements when you step up to the Tiagra group set. But wait, it gets even better. Let's look at 105. So the 105R7000. It has the main benefits of the high-end group sets, but without the price tag. It's 11 speed. The crank arms have actually a nice flat finish, but they have been hollowed out. So it's the stiffest and most lightweight option. Even more material has been machined out. And you can see that on the chain set and the cage for the jockey wheels at the back. So that's all lighter weight. The shifters are more refined and slimmed down. So it feels better to hold. And it's also got a patterned finish that gives a slightly better grip. Um, it's a shorter lever and so it shifts quicker and with slightly better precision. And the front derailleur has a slightly smoother operation. There are multiple parts now to the cassette and it's lighter. There's less steel and more aluminium used. The brakes use a dual pivot to allow a lighter action. And so you get better braking for less effort. The actual brakes themselves are in two parts. So you have the brake holder and the brake shoe. So it's easier when you need to change as you just switch the shoe out. And last but not least, there's room for a 28 millimeter tire as standard. Wow. Okay. So that's all sounding pretty cool. Um, but how can it get even better? I hear you ask. Well, it does. Let's look at Altegra, the R8000. Um, although this is a bit more about the additional choices for the different components, as well as some small refinements. So for example, you can fit different chain rings to the same crank arms, should you want to do that. Um, generally, the materials are all a bit lighter and stiffer. And for example, say the levers are made of carbon fiber. It's a bit nicer to look at. The cable routing is neater and some other small adjustments like the jockey wheels now run on bearings. So clearly a bit of an upgrade from the 105. OK, we're almost there. Last one, Jura Ace R9100. So this group set uses the best materials. You're not just moving from steel to composites and carbon fibre, but you're moving to better grades of carbon fibre and titanium. It uses the latest tech and material science. And there's just a nicer, lighter feel when shifting and braking. Um, also worth mentioning that all of the group sets obviously benefit from trickle down technology. So from previous versions. So what you saw on, you know, the Altegra one year that trickles down into the 105 the following year and, and so on. Of course, you don't get that with Jura Ace just because it's at the very top of the tree. So in summary, what do you get for your money as you go up the hierarchy? I would say you get more machining and cutouts to make it lighter weight. You get more carbon and composite materials rather than steel. So again, it's lighter weight and also stiffer. And then just generally a tidier and neater, smarter appearance. Okay, so the two other main manufacturers, which are SRAM and Campagnolo, both of these have their own hierarchies and start at a slightly higher level to what Shimano offers. So for SRAM, it goes like this. Apex, Rival, Force, Red. 
Apex is 10 speed and the others are all 11 speed. For Campagnolo, it goes like this. Senator, Potenza, Chorus, Record, Super Record, and they are all 11 speed. As an approximate guide, SRAM Apex and Campagnolo Senator, which are both the most basic group sets of those manufacturers, sit somewhere between Shimano's Tiagra and 105. Okay, moving on swiftly now, just for a quick overview on electronic gears and the pros and cons of electronic shifting over the standard mechanical shifting. So mechanical shifting uses a cable to move the derailleurs, which in turn changes the gears. The electronic shifting uses wires and a motor powered by batteries to do this. So you don't have levers anymore, you just have sort of buttons and you have now a complete reliability and gear change. It's kind of the same every time. And this really is the main benefit. It is just nice having that feature. It's a very simple press of a button, a reliable gear change that feels smooth. A downside, you can of course run out of battery. For Shimano, they say the battery may last for approximately 2,000 kilometers, but obviously this is hugely variable, but it should be upwards of that. That's kind of a more of a minimum. You can easily test to see how much battery life you have left. But so when it's on its very last legs, you will lose power to the front derailleur. Um, so then you just have use of the rear derailleur, which should be enough gears to get you home before this gives up too. And you sort of have a single speed bike. So for Shimano, their electronic gear system is called DI2. And this is available on the Altegra and the Jura Ace group sets. For SRAM, their system is called ETAP, and that's available on their red group set. For Campagnolo, their system is called EPS, and that's available on Chorus, Record, and Super Record. Now, in another podcast, I'll talk about gravel group sets, or rather the specific components for gravel riding, for example, Shimano's GRX range. Also, we can talk a bit about SRAM's Access, their wireless group set, which is high level stuff and super pricey. So yeah, let's park group sets for now. So let's move on to gear ratios. What is a gear ratio? Well, it's really how far you travel for one complete pedal revolution. Basically, the ratio of how many teeth on your front chain ring to how many teeth on the rear sprocket. Clearly, to be travelling maximum distance for one pedal revolution, you need to be in the bigger ring at the front, so more teeth, and the smaller sprocket at the rear, so less teeth. And so this is dictated by what chain set you have at the front. To recap a previous episode, and talking purely about double chain sets, not triple, so two chain rings, we have the standard chain set that has 53 and 39 teeth, the semi-compact chain set, which has 52 and 36 teeth, and the compact chain set, which has 50 and 34 teeth. So let's take the compact chain set with a fairly common 1132 cassette on the back and consider the hardest gear to pedal. That will be the bigger chain ring with 50 teeth on the front and the sprocket with the fewest teeth on the back, 11. So that's going to be a gear ratio of 50 over 11, which is 4.55. So for every full turn of the pedals, you will turn the wheels 4.55 times. And of course, the actual distance in metres is 
worked out based on your wheel diameter. Now, conversely, the easiest gear to pedal will be the 34 chainring at the front and the rear sprocket with 32 teeth. So then that's a gear ratio of 34 over 32 or 1.06. And of course, for those who have a sprocket with 34 teeth at the back, which isn't that uncommon, well then that would enable a gear ratio of one to one. So one turn of the pedals is one turn of the wheels. So you don't go very far, but it's great for getting up tricky hills or just being able to spin up a steady incline without overexerting yourself. Now, what about the cassette at the back and the differences in the number of teeth on each of the sprockets? So some people find that they prefer smaller jumps between the sprockets at the back so as not to upset their cadence, which is fine if you're either super fit or you live in a relatively flat area. But note that wider ranged cassettes typically have the ratios more closely spaced on the smaller sprockets to give you smaller jumps when riding on flat terrain. And then they have bigger jumps between the numbers of teeth on the larger sprockets. So this gives you bigger changes when you're riding hills. So you feel that difference. So the setup really gives you the best of both worlds. So obviously it doesn't really matter what your gear ratio actually is. You just find the gear that feels right and you go with it. But just wanted to explain what it's all about. Next, we'll talk a little bit about cross-chaining. Okay, so depending on what group set you have, you'll have between 16 and 22 gears to choose from, in theory. So, I say in theory because some manufacturers are not keen on you cross-chaining. And by cross-chaining, we mean when the chain is running on a diagonal alignment. So when you're running the outer chain ring at the front and the inner sprocket at the back, it's called big, big, because obviously you're in the biggest chain ring and the biggest sprocket. So different manufacturers seem to have differing views on whether their machines or rather their components are designed for you to do this. Now, interestingly, Shimano and Campagnolo say that you shouldn't cross chain because it increases the friction and the wear on the chain and the teeth and that the system performs better when the chain is more in an alignment. However, SRAM say that they love running big, big, or words to that effect. They say that their components are designed to accommodate this and that they actively encourage people to ride it if they want to. They also say that the tiny inefficiencies lost in the friction in the cross-chaining are offset by the efficiency gained because of the larger bend radii of the chain. To be honest, I'm not exactly sure how that works, but I love the fact that they're happy with Big Big. I like riding Big Big, and I don't want to be told that I can't ride certain combinations of gears. They're available to ride, so design your bike so that I can ride them, please. One final thing worth mentioning too, I'm sure most of you will know, but for those that don't, uh, when changing gears, it's good to ease off on your pedal stroke. It's harder to change when you don't, and it puts the components under extra stress and therefore increased wear if changing when going uphill when the chain is already under stress. This is particularly the case when changing gear at the front, but also good practice when changing the rear gears. Also, one final little point to note is that when going to a gear that is harder to pedal, it's called upshifting, and when going to a gear that is easier to pedal, it's called downshifting. Naturally, you should anticipate upshifting and downshifting in advance, not leave it to the last minute. This is particularly true for downshifting, um, 
especially when you can see a big hill up ahead, for example, or when you're about to stop at traffic lights to downshift so that when you get going again, you're not in an impossibly difficult gear to get going from. Okay, so in summary, each of the big three group set manufacturers have their own hierarchy. Shimano does a wide range, whereas SRAM and Campagnolo are aimed more at the higher end. In terms of what you're paying for, it's mostly about lighter and stiffer materials and a neater, more aesthetically pleasing appearance. Gear ratios, you don't need to worry about it or even think about it, but just nice to know what it is. And it's all about how far you go for one pedal revolution, which is directly related to the number of teeth on your front chain ring versus the number of teeth on the back sprocket. Finally, be careful with cross chaining and changing gear. You can put extra stress on the components, which leads to increased wear. Well, that is it for this episode. Don't forget to look out for the next podcast, which will be on clubs and groups and group riding. So thanks for listening. Hope you've got something to take away. Don't forget to tell people, share our love for cycling. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and you can also find us on LinkedIn and of course the website, cyclebean.cc. Stay safe, rookie roadies. See you next time.